There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, which is home base for me. If you've been tuning in for a while, you know this program is all about helping people create more meaningful and purposeful lives and equipping leaders inside organizations to make work a rich and compelling part of life so employees thrive, give their best performance, and want to stay. I talk with my guests to draw on their expertise and share my own experience consulting, speaking, and developing workforces across the globe. Each week in these conversations, I hope you walk away with something you can immediately put to use. And if I can do anything to help you along your journey, go to my website at elisecortez.com and use the contact me feature to message me. And let's open a conversation and see what's going on for you and how I might be able to help. I'm glad we're connected. Thanks for listening. And now on to this week's program, which is very, very special. Believe it or not, with us right here in my home office studio are none other than Santa Ronnie and Mrs. Claus. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Merry Christmas. Truly special guest to help us bring in the holidays, whatever you celebrate. We also have a few excited guests around us in the studio, and we'll be, we're broadcasting on Facebook live stream in addition to the live show. We'll be talking about the magic of the season, how living in the spirit throughout the whole year can make us happier and healthier people, and of course, taking questions from the respective audiences. Santa Ronnie and Mrs. Claus, welcome to Working on Purpose. Thank you. We're Thank so you glad for to be inviting here. us. We're so excited, and especially Mrs. Claus, That's her right. first appearance here. Well, I have to tell our listeners how of course it is that I have a connection to, to Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. Really quick story. So in December of 2016, I took my daughter to a Christmas opera because I'm part of the opera here. And of course, here was Santa Claus sitting there. It's a kid's event. And I immediately had two great ideas. And so I made a beeline to Santa Claus, sat right down in his lap, put my arm around his neck and I said, Santa, I got two things for you. And you said, you need Shoot. a husband. I, I said, shoot, said, shoot. And, and what's the first thing? And I said, I said, I've met a very good girl this year, and I want you to bring me a man. You said, well, let's talk about that. Yes. Are you sure you're ready? So we got into this fantastic philosophical conversation. We talked about love and everything else. And then you said, well, wait, wait a minute. What was the second thing you wanted to ask me? And I said, oh, I want you to be on my radio show. And you're like, oh, yeah, done. That's easy. Well, about that time, I feel this jar- jab, jab on my shoulder. And I look up, and it's the woman from the opera. And she's got her hands on her hips. And she says, Elise, there are children waiting to talk to Santa Claus. Will you please get up? <laughs> so that is how our relationship started. I immediately had him on the show a few weeks later. And that is how the magic started for me. Mrs. Claus was in the studio as well, fielding her questions. So welcome back to Working Do you remember us. the name of the opera? I becoming? don't. Becoming Santa Claus. Woo, there it That's was. It. That's, That's it. it. I was in the right place at the right time. You absolutely were. And so this audience here is thrilled, thrilled to have you. I'm going to start by just asking a couple questions, and then you all can please weigh in with whatever burning questions that you've got. Sure. Okay. So the first thing you know I have to ask you, and this is different for everybody, so from I'd like to hear from each of you, Mrs. Okay. Claus and Santa Claus, what does the Christmas... What does Christmas mean to you? Well, ladies first. Come in here, Mrs. Claus. Well, Christmas means to me that uh, joy and love and family and uh, just being together and just experiencing 
people just kind of become different during the holiday season and the love that they share with each other and the gentle um, relationships that are formed and just I like Christmas because I get to go off with Santa Claus all the time and I get to leave the North Pole and I leave the elves and we just go and have a good time during the holidays. We always have a lot of fun together. And she gets to come and experience the things that I do uh, during Christmas. And, you know, for Santa, I have a different perspective than most people because I get to look into the eyes of the little children. And and for me, um, that it makes my heart do round off flip-flops. When I see children who, like, their eyes are, uh, they look like they're hurting or something. And But if we can, I can bring some joy and some peace there. Their eyes just light up like magic. And that is what, that's the gift that I get out of Christmas too. Just a few words can encourage a child so much. And really in reality, that that's why we're here is to be encouragers of one another and not discourage, you know, so much. We're, we're like wrecking balls sometimes. It's true. And I see that in these children. So Christmas is about giving them that hope that anything's possible. And I just don't want to uh, ever tarnish the that look of Christmas, right? That's where anything's possible, where you have that hope and that, that where kids have those dreams of, uh, of what their future looks like. So that, that to me is Christmas and just spreading joy. And the more I give, the more I get back in return. So it's uh, it's just reciprocal. That's the way it works. So you know how it feels to give a give a present makes you feel good, doesn't it? I like giving presents better than I get it like getting them. I think yes. absolutely. But speaking of that, if you would, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, one of the things that I love what you do during the course of the year is you go into hospitals and schools mm-hmm. and you talk with sick children and you talk with children. Talk about some of those experiences and share what that's like. There's um, one of the first times I went into a hospital, it was a Ronald McDonald house. And there was a little boy there, maybe uh, in his teens. And what do you think, Mrs. Claus, maybe weighed 70 pounds or so. And, and uh, you know, there's some things that Santa just doesn't build in the workshop, okay? But like I say, I, I like to get on my knees in the morning and, and live in Thanksgiving and thank God for a new day and thanking for the evening, uh, the encounters I had during the day and the people that I encountered. So I just pray for them and thank God that he put them in my life. Look here, like Elise, put her in my life and Mrs. Claus and there's other people sitting at the table. Never met them before, but uh, I'm excited to talk to them uh, face to face and not over one of these things right here, this <laughs> telephone. Face-to-face, you know, looking right in the eyes. So it's a good conversation there. What about you, Mrs. Claus? What I really liked about going to the schools, like I said, we're getting here. <laughs> I got to go with Santa to a school just last week. Mm-hmm. And the children were so excited to see him. And uh, sometimes some kids would come along that just, they just didn't think Santa was cool enough for them. But once they looked him in the eyes, that little sparkle came back again, and uh, the hope came back. Um, 
because they didn't seem to have a whole lot when they first walked up. But sitting with Santa Claus and talking with him and looking him in the eyes, that little hope, that little glisten, that little Christmas spirit, just it just came back. It was beautiful. That and and Santa did the dab too. Oh, know, he did do the dab like that, and they're like, oh, he, <laughs> so they came over to Sa- see me. Santa's they're like, oh, dab. he's kind of cool. He could do the dab. <laughs> I didn't know what it was till somebody told me. Okay, well, I learned it every day too. <laughs> Now, Santa Claus, you have this great phrase that you shared on the on the air last time that I want you to talk about again. But you're mm-hmm. known for saying that you that you're that great heart medicine is is really what you're what you're up to. So, say more about this heart medicine. It, it's uh, you know, <laughs> laughter heals like medicine. Okay, and so Santa laughs all the time. And it's just like medicine. It makes you feel good. If you don't believe me, just try it right now. Just a good, don't smile that cheesy smile like cheese, right? That laugh that comes from your belly down deep. And a good belly laugh is good. And matter of fact, the uh, doctors, they've just now figured that out. But Santa's known it all along. It makes me feel young again. And it makes it just makes me feel like a kid where I could go out and play with some of those toys that I bring mm-hmm. every week. And Mrs. Claus loves to laugh too. So uh, that's why I'm old as dirt. You know, I'm old now because I've laughed for my whole life. And that joy, like I say, it, it does. It makes you feel good. It makes you live longer. And the doctors, they know it now. <laughs> right? That's absolutely true. It's good to have that kind of joy. Well, in our studio here, we've got a few people crowded around Mr. and Mrs. Well, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. I don't think anybody calls you Mr. Claus, do they? No. no. Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. And and one young lady here in the studio with us, Reese, would like to ask a question. Who would you like to pose it to, and what's the question? Me? No. Um. Anything. Nothing's off limits. Mrs. Claus. Okay, Mrs. Get it. Claus. Mrs. Claus. Um, what do you do when you're not around uh, Santa? Well, I'm busy at the North Pole all the time, and I like to do things that people think Mrs. Claus does, that I do like to make cookies, and I do like to take care of Santa. But there's just, as soon as the holidays are over, we start thinking about what's next. Um, you know, I work with the elves, and we have a group that uh, specializes in cooking, and we come up with new recipes, and then we have the group that specializes in toys, and we just, we brainstorm. We just have a big brainstorm, and it's just uh, all, it's just fun experimenting with all these new things, and each elf kind of takes off with it and runs, and that's how we develop it. We let them that's build the toys. Get, yes, we let them, we, we help them along the way, help them get organized, but they do the bulk of the work. It's true. Yeah. So thank you, Reese, for that, for that question. Mm-hmm. And listeners on Facebook, please type in your questions if you've got anything for Santa Claus. We had a great couple of questions three years ago about how you even got started and such, if you want us to repeat that. But Gianna, did you want to ask a question? Yeah. What is it? We have Gianna, who's six. Um... So, how do your reindeer fly? How do they fly? Yeah. You know what? That is still a mystery to me. All I know is on Christmas night, I get in that sleigh, and I grab the reins, and I just start shouting at the reindeer, I'm daughter, I'm blitzing, and we just take off. And they know where to go. And once I land there, it's just like, even my bells, can you hear my bells? Yeah. 
on Christmas night they don't even ring, and I still wear them. And I don't, I don't. It's I'm amazed too when I go out and get to do what I get to bring presents and and to live in that kind of magic. Yeah, you have to be like really quiet. Mm-hmm. Nobody's caught me. I, I've had a couple of parents <laughs> walk in, but they're already grown up. Okay, but children, no. You've never okay. been busted. That's pretty. No awesome. children. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got another great question from Molly Wade. Let me say who she is. Molly Wade was in my classroom at the University of Phoenix many years ago. She, st- she and I still stay in touch. Hi, she Molly. is finishing a master's degree. She's a rock star. Congratulations. And she wants to know, to either of you, when did you know this was what you were supposed to do? What led you to this point? Why don't you go first, Santa? Um, I have a granddaughter. Oh, yeah. you got to tell the story. Tell the story. <laughs> and she's adopted. Okay. And I love her. Just she's my own. She's my family. I love all my children as if they were my own. So everyone I bring presents to. But she, she caught me a big C for big claws. And and she told me, big C, you can never cut your beard. And so I thought, well, I, I better put it to work then. And, and so that's how I became Santa Claus is uh I told you about the little boy in, in the Ronald McDonald house, and it was actually in a, a church setting. A lady asked me, would I be Santa Claus? And and I said, of course. And she has a credit union group, and they go into these schools in the Metroplex, and, and they throw big parties for these underprivileged schools. There's 1,600 Hispanic children in the two schools that uh, they sponsor, and they bring gifts. And they have games in the gym for them, face painting. Uh, and I come and we take pictures with each one. And I've watched these children grow up from kindergarten to sixth grade. And now, with the sixth graders, the ones that wouldn't come sit with me, now they come up to me and give me a big hug because it's the last time we get a picture together at that school. So it's relationships that are being built there. And, and, and plus, I go in there and we get a room that those people that want to help pray for those kids, we go pray for them. And uh, I can't think any other way that I could change what's going on in their schools uh, but to do that. So, well, Before you, you turn that over to Mrs. Claus, I just want to echo something that you said three years ago on air when somebody asked you that same question. Mm-hmm. And it was the most beautiful thing that melted my heart. And I think it was a, definitely a part of your journey when when your um, granddaughter asked you, don't or said, don't ever cut your beard, you said, whatever you say, darling. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, you could just tell in that moment that she had brought you into that sphere. She invited you into that space, and you accepted the invitation. If there's any of you out there that have grandchildren, you, you'll know that what kind of whatever they say goes. I still have to say no sometimes uh, because that is just, wisdom okay and, and we need to keep the children uh, away from some things and so but I, I like to say yes as much as I say no and I like to catch them doing things right and, and tell them way to go and high five you know them when they instead of just going don't do that and don't do that and don't do that but to celebrate with them when they do something right because we need to encourage one another uh, like I said, the world's a wrecking ball, and it's not fair. 
life is not fair. I've heard that. That's one of those axioms, right? It just stands the test of time because it has truth in it. So if it has that truth in it, I just want to try to counteract that every day that I get up and spread joy and just keep the uh, mystery of that uh, Christmas alive. Mm -hmm. Don't you think, Mrs. Claus? Absolutely. And I'm married to Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) What more can I say? Pretty good life. I get to be part of this all the time. And Santa Claus is like this all the time. So it's a great, wonderful, joyful, exciting thing. What you see is what you get, okay? It's, you know, I bet it's hard being, like, different, you know, two-faced. That must be exhausting, Mm -hmm. you know? I bet that robs your joy, too. So, anyway, on to bigger things. Well, and with that, Molly, thank you so much for asking the question. The rest of you, please weigh in with yours. Thank you. And with that, let's get our first break. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We're on the air with Santa Ronnie and Mrs. Claus. They're here with me live in my Dallas office studio, where we're also conducting the program via Facebook live stream to interact with listeners and viewers throughout that medium. We've been talking a bit about how they got started and what it is that they love about this season. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now... Back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guests are Santa Ronnie and Mrs. Claus, who are blessed to be bringing that into my life. The Christmas season three years ago is when they started with me, and I had to have them back on air to usher in the holiday spirit this year. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So... A couple more questions from, well, I have one question I want to queue up, and then I want to hear that story that you were talking about, Santa Claus. So in our last conversation on air three years ago, you said that you really love to approach people out in public that appear hardened or gruff to soften their hearts and open them up. Tell us more about that. Oh, yes. Those are some of my favorites. Um, And really, whenever I think about the people who are hard like that and um, I, I think about where that came from, and and I think about how maybe I could plant a little seed of encouragement, and sometimes it's just a smile, uh, but I always say just a look to make eye contact uh, with somebody. It just means so much, especially now uh, that we have, you know, these phones. I always say the more connected we get, the more disconnected we are. And we forget how to have a just a good conversation. And uh, I always say hurt people hurt people. And so whenever I see uh, pain in people's eyes or loneliness, 
then I, I try to go out of my way to encourage them because they may not have ever been encouraged, not growing up, uh, not in their workforce, or that maybe they're just having a bad day. And if, if I could just plant that one little seed of encouragement and just an authentic smile, not that cheese, cheese, is that how you do it? Cheese, <laughs> not that smile, but joy, you know, that gets worked up from the inside. And, and the more you give that, the more you get it in return. It's just a reciprocal. And if we'd all do that, man, what a world this place would be. You know, if we just go around encouraging one another, going, you're awesome. No, you're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. I love your smile, too, man. That's a great smile. You need to keep smiling. See? And it makes you feel good, doesn't it? Everybody. See? They are, right? And so we have to do it on purpose. Right. Oh my goodness, that was almost in stereo. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and Molly has a response here after you shared your stories, and this is perfect for the show and what we do here, is she says, so you didn't choose the Santa life, it chose you. Pretty much. You know, it's good when we find our purpose. You know, uh, I believe that everybody here has a purpose in this life, and, and it's not to go out and see how much money we can make. It's, it's about, it's not about ourselves, it's about others, okay? And whenever, the more we pour into others, the more we learn about ourselves. And, and it sounds, it's a paradox. And that's the way uh, this is. That's why so many people uh, get lost along the way, I believe, is because it is upside down and it is a paradox. And we think, well, I don't have anything to give right now. But I always say, yes, you do. You know, just start with what you have. And, and, and if it's your purpose, then God, he'll keep adding to that. And, and uh, you can't outgive him. <laughs> so you just keep giving, right? Forever. It's the Christmas spirit. Forever. Build a North Pole that way. <laughs> yes. So oh, we've got a question so, from, yeah. from Gianna and mm-hmm. then from Donnell. Go ahead, yeah. Gianna. Uh-huh. So, um... How do you um how do your um elves make toys? Well, we have a big workshop at the North Pole, and a matter, matter of fact, I have a uh, we have the elf conference room. That's right. Right, and we go in the conference room and we do some brainstorming, and 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 then we'll let the elves take their ideas and and run with them. You know, because if I try to do everything, I couldn't go out and do all this. So I. It's called transferring ownership, and we let them do that. And they're really good at it. Those elves are, they're fantastic at it. You know, so we just let them do what they do. And then they get to play with them, and, and they're kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, they're so funny. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you need to let them drive. They painted them. Right. And, and they have a huge <laughs> workshop where they build everything out in the workshop. So I just yeah. walk through and spread a little cheer yeah. there, too. How did the elves make my Barbie house? <laughs> How did they make your Barbie house? Yeah. Well, in the in the workshop, you know. Well, yeah. How those elves are little. They just. It, it, how do they stack them? How do they stack them? Yeah. Well, they have their own secret way of doing that, and I let them handle all that. And as long as the sleigh's loaded up on Christmas with toys, 
I don't bother them. You're good to go. Right. Mm-hmm. I just let them do what, yeah. what their purpose is to build the toys. Yeah. My purpose is to deliver them. And if they get paint on them. Right. It's all good. It's all it's good. So when good. they loaded in the sleigh, it passed inspection, okay? <laughs> awesome, Jonah. Donnell, what do you have for Santa or Mrs. Claus? So what do you do on December 26th? Oh, oh, that's a great These question. big boots, I take them off, and you know, children love to write Santa letters. Mm-hmm. And you know what? One of my favorite things to do is just to sit back in my big easy chair after Christmas with a cup of hot chocolate. In front of the and, fireplace. And read those letters. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read them out loud to Mrs. Claus so we both can enjoy and uh, think about those letters you know a lot of the kids they're just asking for more toys but some of them just tell me how much they love me and oh man that just you know melts Santa's heart <laughs> gets you ready for next year doesn't yes. it oh yes uh, some of the hugs I get you wouldn't believe they're just like little magnets right they just come running up to me and they just want to hug Santa so um, I, I love I do I love all my little children and uh, I'll do anything for any of them. And I, I just want them to, uh, like I say, I don't want anything to tarnish that anything's possible on Christmas for these children. I think sometimes as adults, we have grown-up conversations around them too early, and it kind of uh, tilts them the wrong direction. And if I can help bring them, you know, when I put on this big red suit, I carry a lot of weight. <laughs> And so if I could encourage somebody, a child, and he says, well, Santa believes that way, then, you know, maybe that seed will start growing and, and uh, maybe it'll give them hope. So words have power, mm-hmm. don't they? I've seen a word directed at a child take the life out of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to do that, ever. And that's my prayers, that I, I want to be an encourager. The world has enough wrecking balls, so... I like that. Let's stand against the wrecking ball all day long. So Reese found herself with another question. What do you got for Santa or Mrs. Claus? How big is your old Christmas tree? How big? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked that. We have, we're different. We don't celebrate Christmas. We don't celebrate birthdays. We don't celebrate anniversaries. Really? You know why? Because the stores, they've kind of set this expectation up here about what Christmas should be and about what birthday should be. Mm-hmm. And so just to take all that away, because sometimes, like Mrs. Claus, you might be thinking, ooh, it's my birthday. I'm going to get a diamond ring this year. <laughs> and, and, and I have, that made her you know, mm, no. But if I come in on the in-between days, in between all those other special days, and just surprise her with something. It could be something small. It could be something big. But if I do that, then it's a surprise. Other times, it's just what everybody else says I should be doing. And so we have a little different. That's just how we do things. So that was a good question, Reese. Very good question. Very good question. Give me five on that. Just a second. Just a second. Um, did you want to respond to anything that she said, or that he said, uh, or her question? Um, just everything that he said. I mean, he usually really has true. he usually has most of the words um, to say. He's uh, spot on about all of that, and he does actually 
that's just what we live by. We just live each day as a gift. Each day is special because we don't know how many more we have in this life. And uh, we just try to celebrate each other and our families and our elves uh, all year long. It's the Greek word carpe diem, which means seize the day. So that's what we try to do every day. And it is a gift, Mm -hmm. isn't it? And, and Molly said, preach Santa. Uh, we, sh- you, we should tell your listeners that Santa Ronnie is known as the praying Santa. Yes, he is. Yes, I am. Okay, Gianna's got a question, and then yeah. I want you to go back and tell the story you said, the heartwarming story you told about earlier. Oh, oh, yeah. What ahead, is Gianna. your favorite Christmas cookie? Oh, <laughs> oh that's a great question. Choices. So many choices. This is going to be, this is a hard, I, I love chocolate chip. You know, I'm a traditional guy, so chocolate chip's great. I love oatmeal raisin, and hey, now the reindeers, they love carrots. You know, if you leave a carrot out, oh my goodness. Tell them about the snowman. Oh, yes. So funny. Go ahead, you tell them. Tell them about the snowman. Well, you need to bring lots of carrots at Christmas time and leave them for the reindeer because sometimes the elves will go out and build snowmen. And they put carrots for their noses. But the reindeer go eat all the carrots off the noses. So we have a no, bunch of snowmen with no noses. They just have a hole in their face because the reindeer love carrots so much. But they still have a big smile. Yes. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just eat it. So carrots, and carrots don't yeah. grow at the North Pole, so we have to take some back mm-hmm. with us. Well, so I think we got yeah. some marching orders here. Chris, so we like chocolate chip cookies, mm. oatmeal, oatmeal raisin, oatmeal raisin yeah. carrots for, for and, the elves. Mm-hmm. And um, can I tell you something? But if you leave it out, if you leave it out for me, chances are I'll at least try it. And more chances are I'll eat it. Sometimes <laughs> Santa Claus loves that. Yes. Mrs. Claus had to put me on a diet. Yeah, she was making too much apple strudel. <laughs> it's very good. Absolutely, food. I make some of the best. Well, I make a crisp, an apple crisp. Just oh, oh okay. apple crisp! Huh? Mm. Okay, tell us the story. I'm getting hungry. I know, me too. Let's start baking. <laughs> tell the story you were going to share about. Oh, oh yes. Uh, you know, you always ask me about what's the most heartwarming, and and there's a company um, who I've known for years. And they adopt a needy family every year. And uh, last year they adopted a mother that had two nonverbal autistic uh, teenagers. And we were in the room with them. And, uh, you know, I always talk about this eye contact. And, and I just walk up right in front of them and start looking them in the eyes and asking them, you know, about Christmas. and. And uh, both, and they reached out and grabbed my hand. Mother just started weeping, and uh, because they hadn't done that in a long time, so I got to pray for with her that one day that she could hear mother from from both of her children. So I don't know if that's happened, but that's my prayer is that happens. But for them to reach out to me like that was. Is really is still special. <laughs> well, now I'm having Santa, a hard time. Ho ho ho! We're gonna make Santa cry. It's good when you can move Santa to tears. This is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, don't make me cry, okay? Absolutely. This is a- absolutely. Um, so actually, what I always tell when I always tell people when I'm out speaking is, you know, one of the, what the sexiest thing a man can do is to cry. Oh. Totally the sexiest thing. 
Well, uh, that and she said uh, cleaning up her kitchen. Well, there's that. <laughs> let's not forget the dishes. That's right. Okay, really quick, let's grab our last break. And then we've got a few more questions from the studio audience as well. So we'll be right back. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We're on the air with Santa Ronnie and Mrs. Claus. They're here with me live in my Dallas studio office, where we're also conducting the program via Facebook live stream to interact with listeners and viewers there. After the break, we're going to hear more stories from Santa and Mrs. Claus. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now... Back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guests are Santa Ronnie and Mrs. Claus, who I was blessed to bring into my life during the Christmas season three years ago. I had him on the air in 2016, had to have him back again to usher in the season. And we're here with the studio audience on Facebook as well as here in the studio. We've got a few more questions here, Santa and Mrs. You ready? We're ready. Let's start with Gianna. What do you got now? Um, so... Where were you born? Where was I born? Yeah. It was just like a little bit south of the North Pole. Just a little. Pretty chilly up there, I'm it's guessing. It's cold up there, yes. Yeah. It's very cold up there. Where were you born? I was born in the same place. We've known each other a very long time. Oh, we're so old. We forget how old we are. We do. Yeah. I have to ask him all the time how old I am. Yes. She does. And, and I hope you give her the matter. wrong answer, by the way. You said it doesn't matter. You're beautiful. Oh, Aww. he's so good. Right. Yeah. That's a good husband and a Santa Claus. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> by the way, I, I want I want I want to say, but while we were on break, Santa reached over and whispered in my Aww. ear. Aww. Santa's getting a hug right now from Gianna. But he reached over and he said, I got moved and I how beautiful. When Santa Claus gets moves gets moved, Molly Wade is saying, What motivates you? I'm gonna guess Aww. that's part of it. It it does. It's uh you know, God gave us all these emotions to use properly. And uh, if we stuff them, they'll come out when you least expect it. So I just like to, you know, if if I have a tear coming to my eye, then if somebody got a problem with that, then they got a problem with Santa Claus. Okay? So I just let it, you know, I'm just a human being. I just, uh, I have emotions. And whenever we do things that uh, are emotional, and whenever I recall them, it's it's it touches my heart, and my heart's all squishy. Mm-hmm. So that's the way is it is down, and I can't go back uh, to a hard heart. It's uh, when we keep giving, it just makes softens it that much more. You know, I've had children ask for 
like their mom or dad to get out of prison for Christmas. So they don't want to sleep in a car anymore. I'm like, how do you answer those questions? Mm-hmm. Those things I can't build in the workshop, but but I do. I remember those faces, and I do remember them in my prayers. So I just want them to have hope that that all those things and that brokenness in their their life would uh, be healed again, so that they could have a life that they were meant to have, and that they could find their purpose too. So. That's what I get to do. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to, but I get to. I think I need to be an apprentice. Hmm? I think I need to be an apprentice. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I used to tell people, you know, because uh, we have a lot of people who else work, and they're like, oh, they're coming in on Mondays, like, oh, I got to go to work, and I got. I'm like, just change one letter. Say I get to instead of go. I got to. There you go. Right. It changes it, everything. It changes. Mm-hmm. Words have so much power. And, and actually, I tell some guys uh, that we meet with, you know, future apprentice clauses. <laughs> and, and I tell them, I'm, I'm, I just point to them, I said, you're going to eat those words. I tell them, you're going to eat those words. Kind of already up to it anyway. Right? And it says our words go out and they come back into our inmost part. So, yeah, you're going to eat those words. So I like eating good words instead of bad words now. Just brings more life and, and more joy to the room and the party. And people don't know how to celebrate anymore, I don't think. I mean, really how to enjoy life. Well, that's part of what I'm up to, Santa Claus, is helping yeah. people being able to find meaning in the moment and being able to find joy, passion, inspiration, and purpose. <clears throat> that's that's my purpose. That's it. And then afterwards, I'm going to be an apprentice for you. Okay. <laughs> we'll sign okay. her out. <laughs> we got, we've got two more questions from the studio. Reese, what do you got? Um, what presents do you get asked, um, like, foremost? Uh, Barbie. Bar- uh, Barbie's house. The, the big one. The big house. Legos. Legos, Legos. yes. Oh, and I know your parents it's hate Legos. Right. Step on them in the middle of the night, right? It hurts. You yes. believe? That's why Santa wears his boots around the workshop, stepping on Legos. We get lots of art supplies. Art supplies too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a big request. Yeah, and I've had a, one girl ask me, a small girl, for a Lamborghini, and I'm like, When did you get your driver's license? <laughs> Oh, you said, you mean a toy lamp? A toy, yeah, we have toy ones up there. And she says, no. No, a real one. And I'm like, oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> and how are you going to pay for that insurance? Oh, yeah, cell phones. <laughs> huh? iPhone 10, yeah. Oh, iPhone 10, you yeah. You said that three years ago, people were asking. Everybody wants phones, iPhones, iPhones and stuff. And I'm like, how are they going to pay for that monthly bill mm-hmm. and stuff? I guess these kids have jobs. What's the working age around here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Three. Uh, oh, three. Okay. Starts at three, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Mark has got a question from the from the studio. What do you have, Mark? Yeah, Speak uh, up so we can all hear your place. Oh, so, uh, so, Santa, like yourself and Mrs. Claus, we're so grateful for every day, and we're just so happy. But I will say this. We like the weekends. Do you like the weekends, and do you do anything differently on the weekends than you do every other day of the week? Uh, not I don't really discern one day from the next because I, I treat them all the same. And I, I, I guess since I'm older now, <laughs> you, I believe that's um, a little bit more wisdom is that I, I just, uh, when I get up in the morning and my feet hit the floor, I just thank God. Because mm-hmm. since he let me get up, mm-hmm. 
that means he's got something for me to do. And and that's purpose, you know, and if we have an attitude uh, like that every morning. Uh, and really, I, always, I talk about a baseline, you know, and my baseline is that gratitude, is having a grateful heart because it's it's hard to, for somebody to damage that if we practice Thanksgiving all the time. And we have the proper baseline, but I don't think, see, I get to go around the world. And my baseline is not my neighbors here across the street, but my baseline is little children in countries where I can't go. Mm -hmm. And little children that have never been able to see Santa Claus or who are just, you know, don't have clean water to drink. And I have it running everywhere here. And so I believe if we have the right baseline, then it helps increase our gratitude, our gratefulness, our thanksgiving. And that right there, nobody can take from you. That's a gift that keeps on increasing in value, not decreasing in value. So Every morning we get up and we thank God for the blessings he gives us and for the for the blessings that he gives us and for the... The strength to do the work he so generously has us do. And we're very thankful for that work. And, uh, you know, we just, we feel useful. We ask him to make us useful in every moment that we have. And sometimes (laughs) we get caught up in life and just like everybody else. But like Santa says, we can't let a moment escape. And we have to be aware all the time of those around us. And for him to give us the words to speak to those who need encouraging. Yeah. And, and we're gonna, but to that, I'm gonna ask you to share something. But before we get there, we have an urgent question. Urgent from question. someone urgent. here yeah. in the studio, Gianna. What do She's you have? Her hand up. Yeah. That's urgent. Um, so, um, this like amazing question just came up in my head. Oh, what is Good. it? How did you meet Mrs. Claus? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said earlier, we grew up in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mrs. Claus, she kind of had had her eyes set on me, you know, because I'd come back with my friends, and we'd be out like running around all day, and I'd come back to my house, and 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 I had a little sleigh out there, and my sleigh would be wrapped in toilet paper. And I'm like, <laughs> I learned that. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who is wrapping my sleigh in toilet paper? I didn't even know. Even though we grew up in the same area, I didn't know. But my best friend. His sister and her were best friends, okay? And so I met her through my best friend. And my best friend. And her best friend. They were brother and sister. And so that's how we met. Even though we didn't know one another, we're just like passing by one another every day. And then because we had friends that knew both of us, and we just knew, I just knew. The first time I met her, I'm like, that's Mrs. Claus. Right there. I know. Long time ago. The elves are the one that taught me to be mischievous. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, so what I heard in that, ladies out there in the audience, um, uh, you, you Is can there all... wrap their car, cars in toilet paper? Well, there's, <laughs> I did hear that. I certainly heard that. But I also heard, ask for what you want. If you want this gentleman, go get him. Ask him. There you go. Ask him out. Yeah. That's what I heard from that. Yes. Okay, so look out, guys. <laughs> it took a while to land me. It did take a little while. It did take it a little a minute, bit. But you know, I just knew the first time we went out. I, I was knew. persistent. 
<laughs> she was. Second lesson, persistence. Persistence. <laughs> um, okay, so Reese, you've got another question? Yes. What is it? Um, where did uh, you propose to Mrs. <laughs> where did I propose to her? Actually, <laughs> it was outside of a, a Soko Hall. You know what that is? It's a place where people meet to dance and stuff. And I think it's it a Catholic mm-hmm. place, I believe. And uh, we were there, and uh, we were inside dancing together and having a great time. And I'm like, oh, and, and I didn't have a ring either. So I, I, I took some bubble gum, some chewing gum wrapper, and I shaped it into a ring and took her out <laughs> and gave it to her. In the, oh, you stuck an earring in it. Oh, This is oh, a yeah. true story. Yeah, and I stuck an earring in there to kind of, you know, so like it looked like that. it had a gem. <laughs> it had a gem on it. And I proposed to her in, out in the parking lot there while and, we were dancing. And the crazy thing is she apparently said yes. I that. did say yes. yes to that. Yes. Like I said, we're... We're a little unusual. Uh, we don't celebrate, you know, the traditional things. And um, there's just one thing that we know uh, that we're meant for one another. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so that's, uh, and matter of fact, there was a lot of people that said, oh, this will never work. Right, mm-hmm. Mrs. Claus? A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we just did it out of spite, but I'm not spiteful. So it's because I love her. And I know she loves me, and, and, and it's, we I make do. one another I better. As a matter of fact, I give her permission to kick me in the shin when I keep talking. Because he talks a lot sometimes. <laughs> I've only kicked him twice since we've been on the air. <laughs> yeah, all, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're almost out of time, and I want, to, I want you to share one more thing before we go for sure. Mm-hmm. And that is the Greek question that you had us serve up last time, Mrs. Claus, three years ago on air. You wanted him to share what it's like during the year when it's not actually Christmas time. He's out and about doing his business, and the kids spot him. Mm-hmm. Would you mm-hmm. share a little bit about what that's <laughs> like and how they how they approach you and what they say? So, you know, whenever it's not Christmas, uh, I go a little incognito. I, I, I put on some sunshades, and, and I'll put on a ball cap and some jeans, and we'll go to the store. And these children, they'll come running across the parking lot going, Santa dragging their mom or dad, <laughs> chasing me down, going, Santa, Santa. And I'll start, you know, I got to wave to them. Still Santa on the inside. And and, uh, I'm, and I'll get down on my knee and I'm like, how did you know it was me? I'm wearing my sunglasses and I always point to my beard. <laughs> it's a dead giveaway, you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we get to talk to, uh, we love, we call them drive-bys and like sometimes on the way home, she'll just go, why don't we just pull in here and, and uh, surprise these people? And oh, it's so much fun. We pulled into a restaurant in last Illinois week. last week, Quincy, Illinois. Hey, did you know there's a Quincy, Missouri too? Because we no, went there first. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong place. I'm not very good with directions. Thank goodness that sleigh knows where to go. So, <laughs> But when we travel like regular people, well, I get lost too. And uh, But we went to Quincy, Illinois, and we had breakfast in the morning. And Mrs. Claus said, why don't we just go back in there and uh, bless those people. The waitresses were real friendly. And so we went back in, and the place was packed. And so we just uh, walked around. Uh, taking pictures with everybody and blessing everybody there. So it was really a, it was a fun time to walk in like That's that. That's my favorite thing to do. 
and Walmart mm-hmm. and uh, Exchange down on Northside. We just get dressed up and just go out, Mr. and Mrs. Claus. So that's what I we needed do. an onion the other day, and we pulled into Walmart, and Santa's like, "Mrs. Claus needs an onion." So it was really funny because people don't think that we cook like that. And so we went into the I grocery store. I think I got this big belly here. I gotta eat, you know. <laughs> Everybody thought that was so funny that Mrs. Claus would need an onion. That's right, and you know, during the year, I I know you talk about this some too. Is is how do we keep Christmas going all year? Yeah, I would love you to finish with that. We only have like about a minute left. So if you each want to say 30 seconds, how can we keep Christmas alive all year, or at least the spirit of it? Look, there's a, there's an order to life, okay? And, and I always say it starts with love, you know, but we try to control ourselves. And that's, that's the end of the land. Because without love, you'll never have joy. And without joy, you'll never have peace. And without peace, you can't be patient with anybody. And if you can't be patient, you can't be kind or good or faithful or gentle, okay? But it all starts with love. It's that, it's that verse that everybody uses in their wedding, right? These three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And so you start with love. And love is like, it's, it's seeking others outside of ourselves, Beautiful. Mrs. Claus. Just walking in thankfulness, everything that he said, um, and walking in thankfulness and just um, putting yourself out there like he talked about for opening the doors for people and smiling at them. It's, I have a heart for the elderly, and so they're almost surprised when somebody does something nice for them. What a gift it has been to have Santa Ronnie and Mrs. Claus on the show. I thank you so much for being part of it. And listeners, if you want to learn more about Santa Ronnie and Mrs. Claus, well, the best place, of course, to find them is the North Pole. But if you can't get there, go find them on Facebook, Ronnie Watson, that's R-O-N-N-Y Watson, and then Mrs. Claus, Annette Cuban Watson. So it's A-N-N-E-T-T-E-K-U-B-A-N Watson. Those two, you can find them there. Last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it via recorded podcast we were on the air with chris dunn who is a partner and chief human resource officer at kinetics which is a national rpo recruiting firm headquartered in atlanta we talked about some of the chief reasons driving employees interest in looking for a different job how leaders can hire that that transformative talent they need and his own passion to train frontline managers next week we'll be on the air with justin mccorkle talking about the power of a single conversation to change a life see you there and remember that work is at least one third of our life so let's work on purpose We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work.